thanks a lot. Now we're going to get into the Word of God, eh? We have a few minutes left. Is that the right? What is that the right time? What's the time there? Huh? Quarter to ten. My goodness, I have 15 minutes to preach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's turn to the Word of God here this morning. Galatians chapter 4. Verses 12 to 20. I'm going to read from verses 12 there. I plead with you, brothers, become like me, for I became like you. Did you hear what Paul says there? Become like me, for I became like you. You have done me no wrong. As you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. Even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or, or scorn. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God and as if I were Christ Jesus himself. What has happened to all of your joy? I can testify that if you could have done so, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? Those people are zealous. Those people are zealous to win you over, but for no good. What they want is to alienate you from us so that you may be zealous for them. It is fine to be zealous provided the purpose is good and to be so always and not just when I am with you. My dear children, for whom I am again in pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you, how I wish I could be with you now and change my tone because I am perplexed about you. So far may God bless the reading of his precious word. Now we need to remember here this morning that this letter was written because Paul's relationship with these Christians in Galatia had reached a time of tension. It had reached a time of tension now. In the midst of this time of tension, we need to learn from Paul. Let's look at and learn from Paul's heart here this morning in his relationship with those believers. The Galatians who had started so strong in the things of the Lord suddenly now succumbed to outward uh, pressures from the Judaizers who wanted them to be part of the, what they were doing and follow their teaching and so forth. Suddenly now they've succumbed to that. And because of that, Paul tries to correct them. I don't know whether you've ever been in a place where you speak to somebody, you want to speak to somebody, you can see the dangers all ahead. You can see that things are going to go wrong in their lives. They're going to mess up, they're going to blow it. And you've tried to warn them and open their eyes to the dangers. And yet, as you try, they get so angry at you. Have you experienced that? And this is just exactly what the Apostle Paul experienced here. That's precisely what he experienced. He tried to warn these believers, be on your guard, watch out. But they didn't appreciate it. 
He wanted to help them, but they didn't appreciate the help. You know, the amazing thing is this. Often when we warn others, we see the danger. We see where they are heading, but they, they cannot see it. In fact, sometimes they refuse to see it. Uh, but we still got to do the right thing. Isn't it true? And that is what the Apostle Paul decided to do. How would you feel when the people you love reject your advice, get angry when you talk to them, and warn them? How would you respond? Now let's learn from the Apostle Paul here this morning. First of all, urge them to learn from the past, not live in it. Did you hear that? Learn from the past. Do not live in it. But we, we've got to learn from the past. And, and sometimes we, we want to hold on to the past and just live in the past. But we cannot stay there. Isn't it true? We are blessed because, brothers and sisters, our spiritual blessings far outweigh any earthly blessings. Let us always remember this. Our spiritual blessings always far outweigh our earthly blessings. Think about it. You're a child of the Lord. Think of what the Lord has done for you. Think about it uh, spiritually. And we look at our earthly blessings. Why are the earthly blessings there? It's because of the spiritual blessings. Isn't that true? Oh, you people don't want to agree with me here this morning. But no, you know what? Some of the greatest spiritual blessings of my life have come through undesired earthly circumstances. I don't desire certain things. There are certain things I don't desire. You see, the things I desire that happens, it's fine. I take it easy. I'm comfortable. It's convenient. But those undesired things that happen to me teaches me to trust the Lord more. Isn't that true? To lean on Him more. To look to Him more. To focus on Him more. To depend on him more. And this is what the Apostle Paul tried to say to them. I was sick. And he, remember he was sick but he still ministered to them in his weakness. And he tried to say to them, be a godly example at all times. Paul begs them here in this, the, the, these verses here to follow his teaching. To become as he is, free in Christ. Paul reminds them of their shared history together. He assured them, you have done me no wrong. Now this is an amazing thing. They have done him wrong, but he says to them, you have done me no wrong. Paul wants to show them that he is not on the defensive because of some personal offense they had committed against him. Rather then hurt Paul. Paul reminds them of the, what they did. Rather than hurt him in the past, they helped him when he was sick. Now Paul says, be as I am. Follow my example. Can you say that to people? Be as I am. 
follow my example. People are making mental notes about you and I, brothers and sisters. People are watching us whether we like it or not, especially if we claim to be children of God. People who are godly examples have no hidden agendas. They have nothing to hide and nothing to fear. They say to a watching world, go ahead and look. My behavior will match my beliefs. My walk will match my talk. My character will match my confession. Who I am on Sunday will be the same on Monday and every other day of the week. Is that what you are? Let's face it here this morning. Is that what you are? Who you are on today? Are you that same person when you leave here and tomorrow? and the rest of the week. But that's what Paul says, be a godly example. Have a godly focus. Olivia, be a godly example where you're going. Have a godly focus. Paul knew that he could never win them if they remained angry with him. So what he did, he, did, he begins by reminding them of past blessings that they enjoyed together. Think of the past blessings that you, you've, you've enjoyed with fellow believers. He then reminds them of how they first met. He was sick and the Galatians took him in and cared for him, although it was not easy. Now I want to say that it's never easy to care for someone who is sick. Has it ever been easy? It's never easy. And the, the, the Galatians, you know, when he was sick, they cared for him, although it was not easy for them to do so. How graciously they received him at first. They received him, the Bible says, there, as an angel. Like a heavenly messenger from God. Have you ever received someone like that? As an angel, a heavenly messenger from God. That's how the Galatians received him. In other words, oh, I'm, I'm thinking ahead already. That's how the Galatians received him. Learn from the past, how you treated me. Learn from that and build on that. Now the word there, contempt, means to treat with utter disregard. And the word scorn literally means to spit out. Do you know that? Scorn means to spit out. And now Paul was saying to these Galatians, they could have spat him out. But instead, they took him in. How do you like that? They could have spat him out. Instead, they took him in. And then, of course, the end of verse 15 says, If you could have done so, you would have ripped out your eyes and given them to me. Plugged out your eyes and given to them to me. It could have been that the illness of Paul had to do with his eyes. But I, that's only speculation. Yeah. And Paul says, you would have given me your eyes if you could. This is just, when I think of this pattern, uh, the ripping out your eyes, it's just a figure of speech to show how far they would have been willing to go to help the Apostle Paul. And uh, that's, a, that's the meaning of that. Of that you know, that's a figure of speech and, and uh, that's how far they would have gone to help him. That's how far they would have been prepared to even plug out their eyes. How about you and I this morning? Are you still with me? What a lesson this is. <laughs> Often, 
the best ministry happens in our weakness and pain. Paul was in weakness and pain. When we are at our lowest, isn't it true? God many times uses us to touch people's lives in amazing ways. Now in examining our own spiritual condition, have you noticed the change in your passion for the Lord this morning during this year? Or is it still the same? Has it, is, it, is your passion more than it was in previous years and in previous days? There was a time when no effort was too great for the Lord. Isn't that true? Nothing. You were so on fire and excited about the Lord that you just wanted to do whatever was needed. You were available at all times because of what the Lord means to you. Is that still the same today? But then secondly here this morning, from tension to certainty is the title as well. Remind them, God still has work for them to do. Tell them, God still has work for you to do. Verse 15, regardless of your age or condition this morning, he is not finished with you. Did you hear that? Do not sit on the fence until something happens. Nothing will happen if you sit on the fence. Have you noticed that? You can just sit there all day. Sit. Do not sit on the fence until something happens. Resolve to be a useful instrument for God, regardless of what is happening around you. Do you see a difference in yourself over this past year in comparison to previous years? Based on how they first received Paul, what had brought this drastic change in these, the lives of these people and their attitude? When, you know, when we think about it, based on it, what brought this change? It's because they allowed those false teachers to manipulate them they are, they, and they wanted to please them rather than pleasing the Lord. That's my own interpretation. It's the interpretation of Alan there, if, you, if you're wondering. Um, but when I think of the Israelites, when they were stuck in the past, God said to them in Isaiah 43, verses 18 to 19, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Lord is always busy doing new things. And I want to say this, and it's, you probably have it in your notes, unfinished business takes on a life of its own. If I don't finish something, isn't it amazing? It takes on a life of its own. It has its own life. Suddenly now, because I haven't finished this, I will try to justify it, and I will try to make excuses. Isn't it true? And it takes on a life of its own, and it takes me in a direction I don't really want to go. That's why I've got to finish whatever I've got to finish. I've got to do it while I can do it. Don't leave things undone, brothers and sisters. I do not know what kind of unfinished business you are carrying around today, but I know one thing, it is dragging you down. Did you hear that? It is dragging you down. Living in this way is like dragging dead baggage. Are you dragging dead baggage here this morning? Because you have not finished what you should have finished in your life. You see, the world defines success in terms of finances. God defines success in terms of faithfulness. How faithful are you, my brother and sister? 
Many are satisfied with less than God's best. God wants you to be faithful even when you do not feel like it. Did you hear that? Be faithful even when you do not feel like it. Even when others do not notice. You must be faithful. Thirdly, and uh, we're almost through. What do you do? Challenge them to avoid deadly distractions. Verses 16 to 18. And Paul comes, he starts in verse 16, Am I now your enemy because I tell you the truth? Paul responds with a stern warning about the false teachers further towards verses 18. And he speaks about them, They treat you like royalty now, but soon they will enslave you. The Judaizers pretend to be your friends, but they want to control you. Isn't it true? That's what they wanted. They wanted to control them. And Paul says, be on your guard. Do not be distracted. Beware of any activity, no matter how noble. I want to challenge you here this morning. No matter how noble, that isolates you from the Lord. What is it that is isolating you from the Lord this morning? Isolating you from an intimate relationship with you. Beware of anything that stands in the way of you and your relationship with the Lord. Do not stop halfway, brothers and sisters. Get back. Challenge you. Get back to God's plan for you. Paul warned them because he cared about them. In this time of tension, as they readily accepted lies about him and his motives, as they carelessly disregarded the joyful past that they had, Paul reaches out to them in love that only Jesus Christ could make possible. And then my final point I want to make, show unwavering concern and commitment. And uh, uh, for verses 19 and 20, how much can you take before you give up? I want to ask you, how much can you take before you give up? What kind of a personality do you have? Are you a feather? Or are you a mighty oak here this morning? What are you, a feather? Oh, mighty oak, against the winds of adversity. Can you hold a steady course when difficulties mount? Did you notice all of the expressions of Paul's affection and concern and commitment to these young believers stands out here? Paul addresses them as, my dear children. My dear children, did you hear that? The Galatians are like Paul's own children. His time with them, his ministry to them, was like a mother giving birth. Now, I don't understand that, mothers, because we as fathers cannot give birth, but you do. But Paul says, my ministry to you was like a mother giving birth. He labored, in other words, intensely to see them born again through faith in Jesus Christ. Now the word formed here was sometimes used for the development of a baby in the womb. Paul's only concern here was to see Christ fully formed in his followers. Nothing else mattered to him. That is why he cared so deeply and that is why he spoke so strongly. You see the kind of love, this kind of love does not get defensive. 
This kind of love that Paul had. It does not assert its rights. That kind of love does not say, oh yeah, got you. That love does not deliver low blows. Did you hear that? Does not deliver low blows. That love is not indifferent. That love is not quick to give up. That love does not keep score or get skeptical or lose sight of what really matters. The love of Jesus that fills the heart of Paul is a love focused on seeing them restored. Is that your, the way you, you focus on a relationship? I want to see this thing and, and I want to see us restored at the end of the day. Do you love with Christ's eyes this morning? Eyes that don't see condemnation for the woman caught in adultery, but eyes that see a lonely, confused woman, woman in need of forgiveness. Do you love with Christ's ears this morning? Ears responding to those society ignores. Do you love with Christ's hands this morning? Hands willing to touch the world's rejected. Think of the lepers and all of that eh? in Jesus' day. Jesus was willing to touch the rejected of society. Do you love with Christ's feet this morning? Feet willing to walk toward the overlooked, the hurting and the broken. Do you love with Christ's lips this morning? Peter said this about him, when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Do you love with Christ's reputation this morning? Making yourself of no reputation and assuming responsibility to reach out to others with love. Last statement I want to make here is at some point love took charge and somebody paid the price to rescue you. Can you do that for someone else? Amen. Father we want to thank you for your word this morning. We want to thank you for this day and we pray that you will bless us and continue with us even further this morning. Amen. Amen. Just to